Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Good afternoon, whatever time it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today today is the 1st of August, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick. School is back in session. Vacation's over. Sleepyhead. We're going to talk uh, about our vacations at the end of the pod. We'll do like a 10-minute recap or something, but... Uh, it's over, mo- over momentarily. I'll be... I'm back for like two weeks, and then I'm I'm gone again. And then you're zero dark thirty on us again. I'm I'm taking one week off in August and one week off in September. There might be one at the end of this month if we do go to Puerto Rico that I will be MIA. So yeah, TBD on that. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll do like a if one of us is out of action, we'll do a guest host or something like that. That'd maybe. be fun. When are you? Yeah. When are you? When are you going to Puerto Rico? My girlfriend's well, going. Oh, really? We'll do this off the pod. Because I got I got a Pistons thing up top for us. All right, let's do it. Or we can just talk about it at the end. But this is technically it's a double because it's about my vacation. But I reversed. I flipped on a take that I've had my entire life. And the take is that there are zero good Pistons hats. They do not exist. In like winter form, they do. I've seen I, I've seen a ton of good Pistons beanie. But like baseball cap form, like they don't exist. I've never seen a good one. I disagree, but, James, but go ahead. Well, hold on, one? but hold on, but hold on. We all know that as soon as you turn 25, your brain stops developing, okay? That means that I am, for the first time in my life, able to use 100% of my brain, okay? This is the smartest I've ever been because I've been able to arrive at the conclusion that over the last two to three years, because the Pistons have had so many different tweaks and iterations of different uniforms, that opens the floodgates on so many different merchandising options. You know what I mean? So now the market is perfectly saturated with awesome Pistons hats. For the first time in my life at the 12 Oaks in Novi, I saw like 15 different Pistons hats that I was like, holy smokes. Because now it's not all just the red and the blue. Now you have some, like Monty really likes wearing that black Pistons hat. You got a bunch of those. You got the teal stuff. You got the St. Cecilia stuff. There are so many good Pistons hats. I can't believe I've, I've, I flipped on this, but I'm in. The Pistons hats are here to stay. Uh, also, I apologize if you can hear the weed whacker that's about to go by. It's right outside the window. I've always thought there were like good hats like other teams with better hats for sure but like there are a lot of sick teal era hats that i've just seen like at like vintage sports stores and stuff like that that i've come across but um yeah i mean the logo the traditional logo isn't doesn't necessarily make like the greatest hat right like if nope. you're rocking a pistons hat like you're doing it because you want people to see the the bold just in your face logo you want people to know what it is right you're not trying it's not a swag statement it's like i'm repping my squad right mm-hmm. that's why you would get it yeah i guess but 
if it's not like cool i don't want to if it doesn't go with the fit you know i don't want to yeah, wear it and and usually that logo with all due respect doesn't yeah i mean it's not again it's not the most fashionable logo for sure it's no. not like it's not like orlando's logo it's more iconic than orlando's logo of course i'm not saying that yeah. but like yeah it's not like um who's got another like fire like charlotte's like that's fire I mean, logo. I mean obviously the lakers but i get the suns i mean like, that's suns is the probably the most fire yeah like if you're trying to get if you're trying to get fits off with the yeah. team hat like if you're a phoenix suns fan you got a good array i even think clippers i even think clippers hats sneaky can i but do I'm it? also I mean, a clippers fan so the cheat code is seattle right if you yeah, have a sonics hat it's like you can put anything on it. it's like nice yeah that's fair that's fair uh, I'm not mad at that. I, what do you I, go ahead? Wh- what do you got cooking up for us over at the Athletic this week? Um, so I k- just came back from vacation. I did the annual Pistons fan survey, which is ten questions. You can kind of voice your opinion on the state of the franchise, uh, expectations for next year, um, and then later this week I'll have the results for that. So I actually want to put you through the poll. Can we do that? Let's do it. Have you ever taken one? Of, did you ever take any of the previous ones before? I think I did the last two. I didn't do this year, but I did the last two. You should do it. Like, record your responses, too. All right. Are you Isn't ready? that what we're about to do? You're about to ask, and this is being recorded in do you want me to re- via do you the want Athletic? Me to, do you want me to, like, go on the app, and I'll record your answers and, like, well, submit it? I'm saying, like, submit it, like... Well, I can do it. I can just do it after the fact. If you want me to go back, I'll do it right now for you. No, I'll do Do it right now for you. Heck yeah, let's do it. Are you confident that the Pistons are heading in the right direction? Yes, no, not sure. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate or no? Yeah, I can. Yeah, sorry. Um, You know, it's. I don't want. I guess I don't want to ramble about this too much. So I'll try to make the the long and short of it. We have nothing else to talk about, so please ramble. Well, I just mean because I do have a tangent about Wiseman that I want to talk about later. But okay. for the most part, there hasn't really been anything that Troy has shown us that is, like, a big enough red flag that we should be thinking anything other than, like, yeah, we have a lot of young guys who could be really good. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't dug ourselves into any holes that we can't get out of. Like, yeah, we have some guys that, like, we kind of just don't know what to do with and stuff. But it's, like, either they get moved or the contracts burn up in a year. You know what I mean? With a lot of those guys. So, uh, for the most part, you look at the, the the salary sheet, and it's like we have like six guys on the payroll for next year, and we have like fifty million, fifty some odd million in open cap. So, uh, no, we have like the ultimate flexibility. We have a lot of guys who can play, old and young. Like, there's been nothing that should lead anybody to believe that we're like doomed for the next three years. All right. Did Cade Cunningham's injury change your expectations for last season? Yes, I didn't expect a step forward after Cade's injury. No, I still expected a competitive team after Cunningham's injury. Uh, third possibility. I'm not sure what I thought would happen after Cunningham's injury. So the first one was like, no, I knew we were screwed, right? Yeah, that's that one. Yeah, yep. yeah that one. That one. Because it double hurt, not just because you know our favorite player got hurt so early in the season, but because any chances that we had at like maybe like kind of just not having a chance at getting the first pick, you know what I mean? Like at only having like 5% chance as opposed to, you know, what is it? 14 and a half. Um, yeah. You know, to have that happen so early in the season and to just know 
as early as like November that your season's over, like over, over, and you have nothing really like that. It just, it wasn't a great feeling. And I don't want to, I don't want to relive that. Okay. And I say that with all due respect, you know, obviously to the other guys, there was stuff to look forward to and all that. But, for, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know what I mean, where it's kind of like your best player is out for the year. So I get it. I get it. What is the fewest number of wins the Pistons could get next season and still be deemed a success positive <laughs> oh. by you? Ooh. You ready? Yep. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. So in my head, I immediately went to 25. Like, the bar is on the floor. Ah, you know what? That would mean that the bar is on the floor, and it's actually not, and I don't mean that. The lowest amount of wins to Where still be, be considered like, a you success. Feel, you feel like yeah. it's heading in the right direction. That's what you, you wanted to see. It, it, it ha- the floor is 30 for sure. The floor is 30, and the okay. ceiling is the roof. Okay. I think that's fair. 30 is the – I think a 13-win turnaround. And, again, yeah. do I think the Pistons – when you look at the roster, were they seventeen? Were they a seventeen-win roster? No, they were not seventeen wins bad. When you look at the totality of the roster, they turn into a seventeen-win team when Cade's out for the year come November. Isaiah is out in January. On at that point, you shut down Bojan for a month and a half. At that point, you're a seventeen-win team. But when you look at the roster, that team. I'm not saying they would have won thirty. I'm saying they wouldn't have won seventeen. Uh, so yeah, I think thirty. I think 30 would be a 13 win turnaround I think is realistic if you're gonna yeah, definitely I think 35 eight that'd be an 18 win turnaround doable I don't know if it's realistic so 30s okay I, I'm not mad at that how many wins do you expect the Pistons to have zero to 25 26 to 35 36 to 45 or, or 36 to 44 45 or more 36 to 44 but the lower end of that like we're not getting 40 but like there's a there's 26 to 35 see but like you expect right and i in my head they're winning 35 games so i guess i should do 26 to 35 but in an ideal world you 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 eclipse that just a little bit give me to 37 you know what i mean that's why i say the lower end of that 36 to 44 so do you want to do 26 to 35 or 36 to 44 36 to 44. Book you it. expect them? That's your expectation. After you just said you'd be happy with 30. 30, but I want them to win 37. I think no, that's so Not that's what do so you reasonable. want them to win? Do you expect? expect? I ex- yeah, I expect them to be that good. Okay, 36 to 44. 30, like 37 is your 10, right? Like in, you're in yeah, you're thinking range. of it like that, but you all, you're, I understand what you're saying. Like 37 wins in the, is... Like, not a good record. I, I know what no. you're saying. No, it's not. But it's I don't 18. Think... The team has to be 18 wins better than last year. Mr. Eight. Mr. Are the Pistons sneaky, the new Oklahoma City? All they have to do is have Cade take a Shea Gilgis. You've said this in every pod for the last yeah, two I'm months. Saying it's, I'm and saying what it's happened possible. To them? I'm saying it's possible. Have we, we haven't, we, I haven't watched Cade play yet. No. I believe but, it'll happen. Hey, but there's that we finally got a fix there's that film of him in that open run. Yeah, we can talk about that after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't really want to talk about no, it. No, we don't need to. No. It's open run season. It he was did look cool like it's good see. to see him moving. Yeah. It's good to see him moving, shooting. Uh, he's obviously out with the select team, as in, as is Jalen Duran, as I reported last week. So uh, I think Isaiah Stewart did it in the past. 
Um, yeah, and he smoked his knee. He was in a huge. Yeah, that's when he came back. Yeah, yeah, or no, it was his. It was his ankle. Is that what it was? Yeah, his ankle. I remember okay. there was the first footage of his injury was didn't like Johnny Kane interview him at a Tigers game or something, and everybody like screenshotted it. I think that that sounds right. Yeah, like the news came out, but then nobody like saw him. It's a summer, and then I think like he got like flicked up at a Tigers game. Yeah. All right. Where do you expect the fin- the Pistons to finish by the end of the regular season? Bottom five, lottery team, but no play-in. Lottery team, make play-in, or straight playoffs? Lottery team, not play-in. Because like I said, if 37 wins, you're around 10. So it's either... But you have to think about if they get 37 wins, other teams are going to lose more than last year. That's true. 37 is a lot of games to win for this team. So do you want to change your answer to expect to 26 to 35? Or do you I want do. To still- I, I believe that in my heart that I should, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick to my guns because I don't like to go. I'm, I'm going to stick with it. All right. So you're 37. saying lottery team, no plan or lottery team plan? Lottery team, no plan. This is your expectation. Not what do you think will happen? Like, what do you expect them plan. to do? Dude, I'm rolling the dice. They're going no lottery plan. All right. Here we, well, there'll be lottery, but they'll well, make right, the play. Well, right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah. Where's your confidence in Troy and the Pistons front office? Not confident at all, unsure, confident, very confident. Confident. Okay. Well, you just did a whole spiel about how he didn't do anything consequential, like anything that's like hemorrhaging the franchise. No, but the things that he's – and that's why I'm confident, not very confident. Because it's know, like, just, well, but Because, like, what are, the, what are the things that he's done that, like, are still not awesome? It's like – the guys he trades for, usually we don't know if they're good, and then by the time they're not here anymore, we still are like, yeah, we're, we're not sure. That's fair. Look at right. Wiseman and back. So it's like, you know, those aren't going to cripple your franchise, but it's annoying to deal with, you know. Okay. Were you excited about the hiring of Monty Williams? Yes, no. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which player needs to take the biggest leap next season for the Pistons to reach 35-plus wins? Cade, Ivy, Duran, Stewart. Okay, I would say it's I added Stu. Stu. I added Stu in there because uh, if he really grasps the four, that changes. I think the dynamic yep. of the team. So that's. But I also yep. wouldn't. I also would not pick. I don't think like. I think it has the answer is Cade. Y- right. So there are two answers to this, and I think the real one is Cade. But let's let's. Or talk it could about be Jaden if Jaden ends up being him, or JD if he ends up being him. So, Rosillo, Ryan Rosillo had a line on his pod like a month ago that I think about constantly because it was a great line. Power forwards who can't shoot are just backup centers. So, if I'm Isaiah Stewart, yeah, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, do we know if he can shoot? Yes, he can shoot, okay? But can he be like a... 35 plus, 34 plus on good I was going to say, not to go back to the number 37, but I was going to say 37, can we get him to 38? Like that's if a he's lot. 30, if he's 37, 38, that changes everything. That's that's what I'm saying, right? Is if you uh, yeah, if that's you like, get him there, that's exceptional for right. what this team would need. 34, 35, I think is like everybody's fine with it and sees him as a four. And right. I don't think that's that far to reach. But the so let's talk about the Cade thing. The Cade and I'm part just saying 34, 35 next season. The kid's yeah. 21 years old. Like that's not the end. I'll be all right. The Cade part of this is like we do just need to make sure it's him. And that, and he's uh, we, right. And we all believe, we all believe that he will be, but it's just kind of like we need that most improved, you know, up on the shelf. 
You know what I mean? Like we yeah. need that to be, we need him to be in the conversation for that. And then, so if he's going to be your best player, you do need him to kind of have that season. So I, I, I'll say him, but I okay. don't, I think the Stewart, the, the stew part of it is like also super true. Which player do you think will have a breakout season? Cade, Jaden, Jalen, Stu, Livers, Hayes, Bagley, Wiseman. Does Jalen Duran go from the guy that people are like, whoa, I wish my team drafted him, to like when they talk about trading with the Pistons, he's like the only name that people will talk about because of how good he is on a nightly basis. Like every time he's visiting a new team. It's a possibility. Like I think from what we saw in Summer League and like, I, you know, anybody can handle in Summer League, I'm sure. But the stuff oh, you're he was go- doing. Oh, you're going there. <laughs> I'm just saying. like He will not be doing that in the season. No, 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 no. I'm not expecting him to, you know, throw together five, six dribbles and, and spot up from the top of the key like he did in Summer League. Like, I'm, I'm really not. But just being a world eater defensively and the, how many guys now do we have that can catch all these lobs? It's like, I don't know. Breakout year for Asar Thompson? Does that ca- like I don't. I mean, that doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah. But uh, I know in an ideal world for the Pistons, it ends up being Livers, right? That's well, I the think, guy. I who... also think I also think breakout subjective, right? Like, does it break out like Cade goes from, like you said, missing the season to most improved? Yeah. Is it breakout like Duran becomes the defensive monster he has the potential to be and you start to see it all start to come together. Is it on a minor level like livers where it's like he's shooting 39% from three is the first or second best defender on the team and can just play in any lineup that the team has. Like there's different levels to breakout season. So I guess, I guess to you, which, which one do you value most? I mean, it sounds like the answer is Cade. Cause if he goes, it, to it, most I was going to say, it just feels like it would be disingenuous to say anybody else. Because, okay. you know, it, it really is all contingent on how that goes. Okay. Are you excited about the addition of Asar Thompson? Yes, I liked him going into the draft. He impressed me during Summer League. No, I wanted Detroit to draft someone else at number five. Number three, not sure. Time will tell. I should, And somebody told me I should have added number four. Uh, wait, his, actually, now that I think about the question, well, let me see what he said on Twitter. Hold on, sorry. There should if, have been wanted it, someone else at five, but pleased with what I saw during summer league. I don't know that. Oh, there that, you go. That's that. Well, no, that. But that's yes. I liked him going in the draft. He impressed me during summer league. That's just pretty much the same thing. It's not the same because it was like no, I didn't want him. But, but summer are, league. Well, the question is, are you excited about the addition? So, like at this point in time, are you excited? Oh. So the answer would be yes because he impressed me during summer league. Gotcha. Okay. Semantics. I well, I know say. your I know your answer. You wanted yeah. him, and he impressed you during summer league. Secret option number four, which is yes, I wanted him before anybody else wanted him, and I'm pretty sure Troy got a tip on the pod and was like, he listened to the pod and was like, oh, I, I got to look into this Asar guy, and that's how we ended up with him. So that's what I would go with. Hundred percent. He actually told me that. Really? Wow. Uh, um. All right. And the last one. What grade would you give the Pistons as offseason? A, B, C, D, F. Are you I mean, an F or an E guy? F. If do people do E? I forgot you did, like you dropped out in preschool. Yes, my junior year of high school. But yeah, some people do E's and some do F. Yeah, because E's technically the next letter in the alphabet. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's go over it. Asar, Sasser, Joe Harris, Monte Morris, Xavier Simpson. Add Stop. Xavier Simpson. Nope. Thirty. They had thirty million in cap space, <laughs> and that's and they ended up yeah with like what you said, Monty. 
Joe, two rotation players who are also on expirings, Asar and Sasser. Um, and hired Monty. Oh, that's true. You do have to you do have to include that. Does that bump it to an A? Because I think flat B is perfect for what they did. Because it's like, yeah, you got better. Nice. You got better, like, ostensibly. I think and B if nothing is, else, I, that's all you can hope for. I think B's I think B's the answer. Yeah. Personally, because like I said, you got two rotation players, NBA players who have done it, and their money goes away. Continue to have financial flexibility. I was not in the camp of overpaying Cam Johnson. Others were. So obviously other people will vote differently. Um yeah, I think a B is like I don't think they obviously didn't blow you away, but they I I, I agree with you that they got better. So like I don't see how I, it's not an A, it's not a home run, but it wasn't a like Ma, I think Monty takes it from a C to a B. Really? I thought if you I think if you take Monty out the <gasps> equation, say Dwayne came back, there's no hiring of coach, right? And the only moves that they made were Harris, Monty, Asar, and Marcus. Like that's a fine offseason. Oh. Oh, that's fair. That's a good way yeah, to put it's just it. Like it's not. It's it's fine. Yeah, sure. But sure. I think Monty takes it to a B. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. That's... All right. Submitted. Thanks for yeah. letting me contribute to your survey. Wow, I feel like I'm a, I'm a part of something now. Yeah, man. No problem. Should we take a break, James? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got a fun fact for you. I was looking into this because I was gonna do some. I was gonna do some trivia because when things get slow around here on the B and C, we seem to always just resort to trivia. And yeah. while that is there, ended, is there anything people actually want us to talk about? Like I, like we don't have to spend five minutes on Xavier Simpson, right? No. Or Cade's uh, Miami video, right? No, I think you, you. I think you hit the nail right on the head with the like. It was cool to see. Like good to see yeah. him moving around, getting shots up. There's, I don't think there's anything else to say. Yeah, I mean, all the cl- like, it's different if we saw like the whole game, right? Is it different? Yeah, because you can like the only, not saying that he he played good or bad. I have no clue, but we only saw highlights. I mean, if yeah. we saw the whole game, then there's something to talk about. Like maybe he was, maybe he was he tired? Was he? Did he look in shape? Pretty in shape? Like you know what I mean? Like there's. I just kind of once it's just highlights, it's not much to talk about. Yeah, I saw the video. I was like, man, he's lost a lot of weight. He lost all that weight. No, he didn't. I thought he was. I thought he still. I'm goofing bigger. about the chalk pictures. Oh, <laughs> ch- like wow, he turned around pretty quick on that. I forgot on about that ketosis. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Uh, I was gonna, I was doing some trivia and. I found I was I was going through and one of the questions I was going to ask you was like which piston had the highest number of full court heaves last year. And instead what I found is that Boyan didn't take any. He took zero. None. The highest paid guy on the roster didn't take any. 
last year. You gotta keep those percentages above forty. No, no, and that's what I, that's my biggest thing with Killian. I don't care if you suck at basketball. Like that's one thing. But if you are also going to be a member of the field goal percentage savings club, I'm out on you a hundred percent. If you're gonna hold on to the ball and let that grenade blow up, I do not respect you as a as a guy. That sucks. That sucks to do that. Put the shot up. As a fan, as a consumer, I don't give a damn. Oh, now your splits are going to – oh, now you're only shooting 26% from three. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did he, It bothers me. Did he uh, – does he not have many? Is that why you're going on this little thing right now? Kill? He doesn't yeah, take you them just, ever. You said Bojan, though. You confused well, me. Well, yeah, sorry. but I was, I was then went on to say, and that's one thing I don't like about Killian is that he's never taken those shots. It, it's so annoying. I will say, though, Bagley had one. Ivy had two. Even Liv had two. You got to let it fly. I'm with you. You should let it fly. But listen, with all due respect, and it's not, I'm, not trying, it's not trying to be, I'm not trying to be funny or anything like that. If I was shooting under 30% from three and I'm aware of it, I'm not even. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not. It's already, like, no, I'm not. Like, it sounds like I'm trying to be funny. I'm not. Like, that's just, I'm not mad at him, right? Like, I'm not about to just take these extra two that are not going to make, and I'm already, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not. You might be right. You might be right. As a fan, though, and I'm if I'm paying money and I'm at the arena, you know what I mean? I want to see this guy throw up a 70-foot shot. Ten times out of ten, I want to see it. No, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I get it. Uh, so you're saying it's a business decision? I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he's making the decision. <laughs> you would. I'm saying is you're saying. I'm saying I. Yeah, I'm not in his head. I haven't asked him about it. I'm saying I. If I'm shooting under thirty percent and it's and it's March, yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna. We're just gonna let this fly. We're there not gonna some, let this fly. There is some. Uh, speaking of letting it fly. I went back and I was trying to find a, a specific uh, like tangent that you and I went on for like an unrelated reason. And what I ended up finding sickened me. And for those who end up being interested in going back and listening to what I'm about to say, uh, middle of March, I think, mm-hmm. we put up a podcast called The James Wiseman Experience. Uh, and if you go to like 30 to 40 minutes into the pod, one of the most bizarre out-of-body experiences was me listening to myself from four months ago talk about how James Wiseman is everything I've ever wanted and more and that everything that everybody has said about him was right and that he's awesome and that, like, how could I ever doubt Troy Weaver and I'm on my hands and knees begging him to let me come back. And I listen back to that now. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, dude, what are you saying? You get excited. Like, I listen. That's just, I'm like, that's what you do. You get excited. I'm listening to it like I get why some people are like this show sucks because like what is this dude talking about like I know <laughs> like I get it that sometimes I get a, like I, I'm a little over the top you know there's some, that, there's some there's some histrionics I think, a, I think that's important though for people who maybe haven't lo- like tuned in since the beginning that's why I wanted to do the show with you you're the fan you're you may you go overboard like a lot of other fans do. That's part of fandom, and I'm here to call you mean names and and help you understand reasoning. That's why I wanted to do the show. So don't apologize. I think people don't understand the show. Like I think people think that 
while I respect your basketball knowledge and, and your opinions, and I genuinely think you put thought into everything you do, you're entertaining and you're the fan of the Detroit Pistons. That's nobody had ever before this show. I'm going to make it clear. <laughs> before this show, nobody did the journalist and fan podcast, to my knowledge, on the NBA side. That dynamic hadn't been done, right? So this is what it is. Like, this is, you're supposed to be, if you're absolutely enraged because the team just signed Xavier Simpson to an Exhibit 10, even though it means nothing, you're a fan. You can feel enraged. Go ahead. (laughs) If you are giddy because James Wiseman played a game and you were excited to see him in in your team's colors, go ahead. That's what this podcast is. It's the, the journalist and the fan. So anybody that thought this was, like, supposed to be, like, two guys who think that everything they say that they believe like that's not what this show is so go ahead i don't you, you don't need to apologize but it was funny that you said no wonder people think that some people think this show <laughs> well it was just because i'm listening to it and i'm like it's crazy because in the I, I can say confidently i remember feeling that positively about it like after the you know we watched him play for like two weeks and i was like this guy's awesome i think it was a game that we played against toronto where like him and bagley it might have been the first game that bagley had come back after an injury. I don't remember who knows what it was like a hand Mm -hmm. or something. Uh, It was a home game against Toronto and like he and Bagley were just going off and it was awesome. And I remember loving it, but I hand to God, I do not remember being that passionate about it. Cause you know, like I said earlier, it's like he's fits into that mold of guys where it's like you made the trade and you were kind of like, hopefully there's something here. And then, by the time it's over, we'll probably, I don't know. I think Wiseman, there's still some tread on those tires. I think the Bagley thing is closer to uh, coming to an end than anything. Although I will say. Uh, I would argue, I would argue, I would argue. I would argue that like, I think Bagley is an NBA player. Like I know, like I I don't, if you're like still holding out hope that he's going to be the focal point of your franchise, I think that's, that's gone. But I think he's like an NBA player, which is why, like you know what he is, and you know what you're getting from him. That's why I have like him above Wiseman in the depth chart right now because Wiseman's still like figuring things out. I think Bagley's figured out what he is and what he does. Uh, I just think it depends on kind of what your expectations are. Good way of putting it. Um, I think I just more mean in the sense their journey with Detroit, okay. right? Where it's like who's closer to Troy being like I don't really want it, like the guy we traded for six months ago. Or the guy that we oh, traded for a year and okay. a half ago. You I know what I mean? So I just mean timeline-wise like that. Yeah, I think both of them. I, I agree with you that I think Bagley, there's staying power there. I just wonder if that ends up being with Detroit. You know what I mean? Like by the time you trade him, it's like, okay, we found out. Like you said, there is an NBA player in there. It's just a different – we're just kind of entering a different chapter of his career in terms of expectations. But what can he go do for somebody else? I think that's kind of what the parting sentiment uh, is going to end up being hopefully right you know who knows how that relationship ends up um blossoming technical difficulties folks we are back james i have a list in front of me right now e- uh nba on espn put out a really fun graphic of the highest winning percentages among active players in the nba they did the top 10 can i read the top five to you these are the top five top five winningest players actively playing in the nba can you do the entire 10 if you want me to, I can, but I was just going to do five. Yeah, I, just, I, I, miss this, I miss this graphic. Cool. Yeah. Number 10, George Hill at 63% career winning percentage. 
You think about it. Played on makes sense. Yeah, he's played played on good teams. Good teams. Number nine, Chris Paul, sixty four percent. Also makes team or makes teams makes sense. Been on good teams. Yeah. Yep. Then the catalyst of good teams a little different than George Hill. Yeah. Right. 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 Number eight, LeBron James, sixty five percent. Don't really need to. Yep. Don't even need to. Yep. <clears throat> Number seven, James Harden, sixty five percent. Well, sixty five point one. LeBron was an even – he was a flat 65, so James Harden 0.1% more winninger than LeBron James. Number six, Steph Curry, 65.2. Number five, Serge Ibaka, 65.4. Number four, Draymond Green, 67.4. Number three, Clay Thompson at 68% career winning percentage. That's insane. But – is it more insane than who's at number two? The second winningest player among active NBA guys, Danny Green at 70.7%. Makes sense. The Spurs, the Raptors, the Lakers, the Cavs. Did a stint with the Sixers, yeah. didn't he? Like, he's only been on good teams. I don't think he did the Sixers, but even without, yeah. Maybe he did the, do the Sixers. I can't remember. I don't know who I'm thinking of then. And then number one, and this was like. Can I get, don't, don't yeah, give yeah. me a hint. Um, is it rant? Is it? It's like is he in the Danny Green? Mode no, no, no. He's he a like guy. A capital G. Okay. We like him. Both of us. Both of us are in agreement that we like him. Oh, Kawhi. Seventy-three point six percent. Kawhi Leonard. The dude has like never never lost. He's not. He's never played on a bad team in his in his NBA career. No. Yeah. No. And then the first thing that I realized was, wait, what? No KD. Like. I know Oklahoma City wasn't great yeah. at the beginning, but they like they were. But after that, he never played on bad teams because then o- Oklahoma City got good, and then he went to Golden State, and then he, I think he had two or three losing seasons to start his career, and then OKC was good. Uh, but like Golden State, yeah. But he also missed how many? I guess I don't know if that would factor that doesn't, in missing seasons. That doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. It would have helped them. I don't know if they count it. Like maybe they count games played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So if you didn't play, it doesn't count against your. Right, right. So like, is it maybe there's like per, like the percentage because he missed more games than most. I don't know, but Kawhi missed. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That inter- that's no KD. He must be right on the outside. And then we also or have, they, or they messed up. Nah, not ESPN. They would never mess up. I got it. Can I give you my Lee Corso take? <laughs> sure. I think what the hell? I think they should have, with all due respect, when they when ESPN did those layoffs like a month ago, they oh, no. they should have been like Lee Corso. Hey, maybe it's time to kinda, you know, you're a hundred years old. Because I'm tired of pretending that like this hasn't been going on for five years too long. And that we have to walk on eggshells around this whole Lee Corso thing. I don't care if he's like Alleged, like I, Lee Corso is Lee Corso. Okay, he's an icon. I'm never going to disparage Lee, Lee Corso. Eh. What did he do? Eh. I think he said. I think he's. I think he said some things. Let me wait before we always got to. I always <laughs> we do need that, to Google and then something. I got to check. Yeah, hold on. Uh, hold on. But this goes perfectly into what. I, no. Yeah. Eh. He called a five-year-old boy a midget. 
That's funny. The video is hilarious, though. I'm not mad at Lee Corso. Right, no, it was a great bit. I thought I thought there was I thought there was something else. I'm wrong. So Lee Corso, yeah, go ahead. Lee Corso, legend. I, goat. Okay, but like when it's week nine and they're at like a HBCU or they do their annual thing where they go to like a D two school and they do a whole thing. like he's gonna say something crazy, and we're all just gonna be like, "That's Lee!" Like, oh, he's so funny. It's like no, his he's he's applesauce okay like at he's not this isn't they wheel him out there every single year and it's not fair to anybody okay but i think i think the reason he's there is because i think that show does really well and he's a big reason like the the espn would have to be like dude okay like they'd have to do him a solid where it's like all right lee like we're like it's enough's enough but they're making money off him they're making money off of a guy who's like incapable of putting together a, a six-syllable sentence coherently. Like it, I'm I, I'm serious, dude. I love him, but it's like we cannot be entertained at the expense of this old man. And I get, I know how it is with these broadcasters. They like never want to leave because it's like all that they've known. You know what I mean? Like these guys, yeah. They stay on the air for way too long because it's because it's all that they know. And like, is it one? I I don't know the guy. I'm not his best friend. I'm not gonna act like I know. But you know, it's just one of those things that kind of is like maybe you should stop. Like, I'm not gonna say they're yeah, exploiting I mean, an old man, but come on, ESPN. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, he's he doesn't like really make me laugh a ton. He's funny at times, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I also don't. I don't know. I don't really have the time to watch college game day. Usually, it starts around this time training camp does. No, I'll watch college football. I'm saying I don't have I have to be at the practice at during game day most of the time. Yeah, but you know. And it's also just the Michigan State slander the four letter network does. I just New uniforms, Michigan State. What do you think? Yeah. All blacks for fire. I get about time. I, is it though? I, I don't know. Matthew and I have kind of been in the boat that it's like does every every team every team in every sport needs a black uniform even if black isn't actually in their colors at all every team needs one why i don't know it's gonna look fire on the field. i don't with the green yeah they're gonna dude it'll look awesome but why i guarantee you're gonna listen back to this pod when they wear those jerseys and you're gonna do the apology that you just no, did no, no, for no. the wiseman no because they're sick it's not that the uniforms are bad why do we have them we are not. There's not because black they're our, sick. You just said it. But wh- I don't like that. Like, why did I like my thing with the? So why do you like the teals? Because we've worn like we changed our entire design of our franchise to fit the te- like that's so we have been. Well, that's that why in the past. people. Ha- right, but that's why. But wh- the initial introduction to the teals. That's why people hated them. It was why are we doing this? We're red, white, and blue. Well. But the Michigan State school didn't change their colors to black, green, and white. And the Pistons changed everything. So they're like, no, this is who we are now. This isn't the same thing. But I guess. I don't know. I don't, if, they're telling, if they put on a black jersey, they got black. <laughs> For You know, Michigan State doesn't get enough credit. You know how, like, Boise State, they got the blue field. Eastern Washington has the red field. And then that school in, like, Texas has the black turf now, which that athletic director needs to get fired. Uh, Michigan State doesn't get enough credit for also being one of the teams that has the color field of their school. That's a good joke. (laughs) That's a good one. Have you 
Have you? Did you steal that, or did you? Are those? Dude, your I've cars? been saying that since like 2009. Because we used to. O- That's a good. We used to always go to the spring games, and like I don't know. I think my I don't remember if my brother and I came up with it or something. But yeah, I've been spitting that one for a while. That's a good joke. That's a good joke. I like them. The uniforms are cool. I do think they have a lot of potential. You know, when we look back in ten years, to be the Mel Tucker era uniforms that we like in real time, we're like these are sick. And then we look back and cringe because we're like, these aren't these. It, it's representative of an era that we didn't really like that much. If the Mel Tucker no, stuff the neons, goes. The, the neons are the cringe. Yeah, for sure. And that was technically, wasn't that? You can't mess, you can't mess up all black. Was that D'Antonio's last year or was that Mel's first? I think D'Antonio's last. Rip Bozo. Good can't riddance. Remember. How long has he been gone now? Four years? Three years, I think. Mel Tucker's first year was the COVID year. It feels like D'Antonio's been gone longer, honestly. I can't believe that he was our coach. It's been a long three yeah, years. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying about the Mel Tucker thing, where it's like we don't know, but the odds are that it's – I don't think so. Yeah, we'll find out. It, this year we'll know. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sounds like our boy our boy could start. Is he QB1 right now? Is Noah Kim QB1? I don't know. He, he got a lot of praise at Big Ten Media Day. All I'm saying, did you watch that quarterback Netflix series? Uh, I have like another episode or two left. Yeah, I watched most of it. Really good. I I don't love that Kirk Cousins is on it, but yeah, I know where you're. At, you love everything Michigan State. Yeah, I can't stay on Kirk Cousins. What? I've never told you my Kirk Cousins thing. No. He's such a All right, nice let's take a guy. Break. Okay. Let's take a break. All right. So, uh, where to begin? So it's 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 a it's layered, right? I was a freshman or a sophomore and he was a senior and we had a class together. And it was just like a bullshit class. Like it was like a it was like one of those one credit like exercise classes or like uh basketball class. It wasn't a basketball class. I've had a basketball class. I had a class with like Gary Harris and those guys. But nice. uh it was like a I don't know, some type of fitness what do they call those extra uh, i don't remember what they're called and he was just like a he was trying to be like funny and like be the class clown but it was just like the corniest like it's kirk yeah but it was just like very you know how he is and <laughs> listen like i don't i'm i believe in god i'm religious but like his jokes were like very like i don't know like i was homeschooled for 20 years very and family friendly outside. They were just corny, and it was just annoying because he tried to like be funny all the time. So I already rubbed me the wrong way. And then this is this is what's really going to ruffle people's feathers. But I'll I'll I got to live my truths. I think he is the most overrated quarterback at Michigan State. Like obviously the stats speak for themselves and all that stuff. The dude had arguably one of the best defenses of mid in Big Ten history. Arguably the last, the best running back in the last decade in professional and college sports. He had two of the best receivers in Michigan State history. Are you talking about Le'Veon? Like his, yes. Let's not do revisionist history and act like Le'Veon was some fucking world eater at Michigan State because he wasn't. What? He, Are you insane? He, was, he got he was a first round pick because he was sick at State. Dude, he was. What are you talking he about? He was sick. He was the first running back taken. No, he was sick. He was a, like he was sick, but he wasn't like. Like he wasn't national championship level running back. Like he had the thing against Boise State. He was awesome his last year at Michigan State. Like he had the. I think he, he was awesome. All fam, he is arguably the. 
he's he is the he's he, he's arguably the best running back in the last ten years in NFL too. He, I, and I'm the, I would not dispute that. That you're a hundred percent right. But for the first, so we're, I'm sitting here telling you, Kirk Cousins has one of the best had one of the best running backs of the last decade. Because for what two or three about? years, he was splitting carries with Larry Caper, Edwin Baker, and like all these like that's that's not because he can't do it. That's college football. Like, wow, we have all these recruits. Like, we got to let me read to you first. Kirk Cousins had a stacked team at Michigan State. He did. He did he his did. job. Yes. He did his job. I'm not arguing that, but I just thought he just threw a bunch of five yard drag routes and five yard slants, and his and his guys took it to the house. And all right, yeah, you're insane. Le'Veon, Le'Veon only played three years. His second as a sophomore, he had 948 yards, 13 touchdowns. Uh, and two hundred. He had over a thousand total yards. His last year, eighteen hundred yards rushing it, and twelve touchdowns. Yep, his, no, bro, that's what I'm saying. His junior year, his last year, Michigan State, he was sick. But the team sucked because that was the Andrew it Maxwell got, year. So it like didn't, you know. Okay, but even even his sophomore year, he had over a thousand total yards and thirteen touchdowns. That's, and that's that's what I'm saying. He was good. Like he was good, but he wasn't like. And he and and in the NFL, I'm not gonna even pretend. Because he was the best running back in the world for a good stretch there, hundred percent. All right, so we're okay. We're arguing, I guess, semantics here. I thought Le'Veon was the most surefire thing of that conversation, but Kirk was stacked around him though all, all all his times there. And if you go back and look, all he did was throw seven yard drag routes and six yard slants, and he had such talented players that they balled out. That's all my. So one day. I don't remember. I'm in college. I had to be. I don't. I think I'm a freshman, because Kirk. I think Kirk was a senior when I was a freshman. I can't remember. We're at some game. Me and my best friend, and he was my roommate too at the time. Kirk gets hurt and comes out of the game, and me and him cheer. <sighs> me and my buddy were just like so happy. Like it was Keith Nichols' time. Like we were just ready for somebody else like we both could not stand we thought Kirk Cousins like the love that he got was just we, it was just so, it was like Kanye fans it was so annoying okay, to yeah me. like he was yeah on around on campus he was like that guy no not even on campus just like how no he wasn't even like that on campus it was more so like just the way that he's the best quarterback we've ever had okay that's like saying Matthew Stafford's the best quarterback in Lions history big whoop what's the competition John Kitna Drew Stanton on, on both ends of that actually that's it's I rest my case, right? Yeah. Everyone it's the greatest quarterback we've had in, in program history. Cool. I have a joke for that, but I'm not gonna say it because it's I can't say it on here, but it's like being <laughs> Yeah. Well Damien Terry, like but being yeah. the it's like being the skinniest girl at fat camp. Right. Cool. Right. Very cool. Like it's there's there's not much competition. Uh <laughs> I don't know if that was any better than my my actual joke, but uh yeah, so he gets hurt. Me and my buddy like give each other high five. Like it wasn't like a serious injury. Like he like rolled his ankle and came. Guys are like right? emoting in the crowd, like flossing, hitting the hitting the t-pose. Essentially, like, yeah. yeah. Jesus. And we get and these two dudes turn around. It's like they were like, "What the? Yeah, he's hurt. Like why are you why are you happy?" I was like, "He sucks." And we almost fought two dudes in front of us because the Kirk Hive was crazy. The Kirk Hive. I've never told this story. I've never heard this before. I've never heard this. Yeah, it's crazy to me yeah. that you can watch that quarterback series and be like, I still don't like him. Oh, it just took me back to college, and it's just like, oh, just bunch of corn, man. It's that's so. It's I'm sure he's a, I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything, but I just 
wouldn't want to hang out with Kirk Cousins. I have a, sp- a Michigan State spring game Draymond story, and it's not the one that he played in. It's not about that. But I was there for that. We, I forgot he played in one. Yeah, he did, and he had a false start. Uh, we were uh, tailgating the spring game, right? It was me and my brother and my dad. And this, like, Impala, these, like, two Impalas come, like, zooming around the corner right outside the stadium just in the parking lot. And uh, I don't remember what other players were there. I think Adrian Payne might have been there, but he wasn't. He didn't have his like senior year Adrian Payne moment yet. Like he was still good, but like he was just a guy at the time. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Draymond gets out of the car, and at the time, obviously, you know, he's still at Michigan State, so he's just he's just Draymond Green. Like he's not Draymond Green yet. You know what I mean? He's just Draymond. And I don't know. If my brother would remember this the same way, but I remember this in like a very mythical way. Our dad, because we were like, oh my God, it's Draymond Green. And our dad was like, hey, like Draymond, like, will you say hi to my kids? And Draymond like looked at us and was palming two basketballs, two basketballs. And this is the thing. I don't remember if that's true or not, but I swear to God. As he he got out of the car, like he got out of the car palming two basketballs, like he didn't, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Well, he just got out of the car and I don't know if they went in the trunk or something. I don't know. But, like, he okay. was like, what's up? And, like, as he, like, put his head back, he, like, held the basketballs up, and he was, like, palming them. And I swear he was palming two of them, and that's my Draymond Green story. And this would have been, like, what, 15, 10, 15 years ago, 12 years ago? Can I – is your dad listen to this show? Frequently enough. I don't know if he'll listen to this one, but, yeah, he does. You want me to – you look like <laughs> – I got to tread lightly. You're looking at me crazy. Like, what are you about to yeah, say? Yeah, what are you about to say? So your dad asked Draymond, hey, Draymond, can you say hello to my kids? Yeah, he was like, hey, Draymond, like, my kids are big fans. Like, you know, say hi. And he was like, what's up? How old How old are you at this point? Um, 11, 12, 13. Old enough to, old enough to like, go up to Draymond and say hello? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I guess. but I don't know. It's just like, I feel like, I, so let me. Stop. Because you again. know, when you're, like, just a kid. And you're like, you know, we were living in Howell. You know how many athletes and, like, famous people we bumped into? Like, that was one of the first experiences with, like, seeing somebody in real life who I idolized on TV because they played for my favorite. No, I, you know what I mean? I, I get it. I guess I'm being – Yeah. I'm trying to add sauce. I guess, I, to me, it's like if I was Draymond and, and a father came up to me, can you can you say hi to my kids? Like, just like That's just like a weird – question i don't know i don't know if anyone's gonna be with you on this one or if i think i think if he just like came up to you guys like hey draymond my kids are big fans which is like all it was no but it's like can you say hi to my kids it's just a it's a weird framing to me if somebody came up to you and was like my son is a uh, is is you know really into journalism he he reads all your stuff will you go will you go say hi to him and they're at the game you're not going over to the seat to shake the kid's hand and be like how you doing buddy i am i am so now it's not weird because it's you yeah, you're right. That was I was I'm off. You're right. Sorry, Papa Hankel. You did good. Who do you think? Have I ever have I ever told my Eminem story when it's just speaking of auras? Oh, I think you have, but I want to hear this again because it's a good story. Go ahead. I've never like you always hear like when you when people meet certain celebrities or whatever, there's just like the there's an aura about them, right? And I've never had experienced that before. Like I've. I had just started the job once, so I wasn't traveling as much. But even like since, like I've seen and come across many celebrities just like traveling and stuff, and you don't really like get that feeling when Eminem 
op- so he opened when they opened LCA. He did the he did a show. He did a performance right before the game, before they played the Hornets in the first game ever at LCA 2017. And we were walking back from pre, uh, pre-game interviews with Stan, and we're w- walking through the the bowels of LCA, and one of those carts pulls up, and it's like Eminem gets out, and it was just like, oh, I like get it. <laughs> he was one of those ones where it's just like it feels like something different around around you right now, right? Uh, and. He's smaller than I thought. I mean, they they all are until you see him, right? Like everybody's smaller than you thought until you see him. Yeah. But pause. But it's certainly that was one of the ones where it was like, oh, I get it. Like this is one of like I think there's maybe only. I'm trying to think like who else would fall under that. Like I'm sure Jay Z. Well, I have one. I when I met Nas. When I met Nas, that was like yeah. that. Um. Andre 3000 would be like that. There's no, like, probably Michael Jordan, I guess, or Kobe for me. Uh, not Candace Parker? <laughs> nah, not like, not like, not like the Eminem Sort thing. of a different Maybe. aura. Yeah, that was, the one. Th- it's just like, he's not a, he's not one of us. The one that I had at a Laker game was Nicky Minaj. That was weird. You you saw her. Yeah, it was weird. And it was one of those things where and it sucked cuz the night How short is she? Pretty short. Like 5 yeah, like 5. Short. Yeah. Um it sucked cuz it was like the night before uh some of the other guys that were on the staff with me went to the Laker game and Drake was there, so I missed him by a night. But it's one of those things where like when you're in the same building as somebody who's like just a different a fundamentally different level of famous, it's like you realize how much it can break your brain because you're just like looking at them like, I can't believe I am in the same building. I'm within like eye shot of this per of person X. You know what I mean? Like it's like a, that's why I always say like people don't understand if you just like bumped into Brad Pitt, if you just bumped into Leonardo DiCaprio, I Robert De Niro, like I promise you think you could handle it. You, your brain would explode. And that's why like, People just do weird stuff. Well, that's all subjective. It depends on what you're into, right? There are certain people. Like, if I met Brad Pitt, I wouldn't, like... If somebody, like, came up to me, hey, do you want to meet Brad Pitt? I'd be like, I'm all right. That's... You don't mean that. Come on. I do. I'm not, like, a big... I like comedies. I'm not, like, a big... Bullet train. It's, like, the same thing. Like, if somebody said, do you want to meet... Uh... Uh... Like, do you want to meet Trump? No, I'm straight. I'd want to check his hands. I'd want to shake his hands so I could be like, are these really that small? Yeah, I'm all set. I don't know. It just like depends on what you're into, right? Like I think. Yeah, I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to rack my brain. I would tell you though. Like, do you think Lil Do you think Lil Mookie wants to meet Brad Pitt? No. I don't know because he watched Bullet Train, which is a comedy that Brad Pitt is in that came out like a year or two ago, and I think he would really like it. I'll check it out. It's really good. Has uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, out. who's also really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a big movie guy, so like Brad Pitt would excite Big you. movie like guy. If I said, if I asked you, do you want to meet uh, uh, Hung Ming Sun, like, you wouldn't give a shit. I'm a big, I ride for my Hotspurs. Are you kidding me? No, you don't. You're not doing that. Yeah, I do. You're not one of us. I love number seven. Let's end this this show. Let's end this show. Well, I got to tell you, I saw Oppenheimer's. You see it yet? 
Nope, not yet. You plan on it? Uh, maybe, yeah. Do you have the capacity for a three-hour movie? Because you seem like you just... I do. Okay. I just I just know how the story goes. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know. So I'm not, like, rushing to... Excuse me. I'm not, like, rushing to see it. I'm going to see it. I want to see Barbie, too. They already came out with a sequel? That was fun. Got your ass. I want to see Barbie as well. Dude, I, so I got to see it. Uh, I was in Michigan for the release. I was in. Uh, I was tooling around in Milford. And shout out to Milford. And it, shout out to uh, Natalie Kerwin. Ended up going to. Is she from Milford? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Ended up going to uh, the Imagine Theater in Novi because they have the largest uh, movie screen in the state of Michigan. So it, it's just right next door to Milford. So that was cool. Got to see Oppenheimer uh, on that. And I cried a lot. Not at anything sad. Not at anything sad. Just because I was so blown away by the scale and the production of the movie. Because it just, it, I, I was seriously just so. Did you actually, you actually cried? Yeah, you actually don't know this about me. Because I don't talk to you you're about a, movies that much. Because I know you you're don't. You're a crier? I'm an emotional dude. And I care. Well, I know that. I care so much about the craft and the process of filmmaking and the intimacy that goes into it that like the framing of a shot can like move me to tear. Like it matters to me. That shit matters to me. Um, it like that. sound does it like, like, yeah, like the, you know, sound, there's certain music that does that for me. It just, I don't cry, but like it like hits different. You know, when, when a, when a director can invoke a response or an emotion out of me, that I wasn't expecting to feel during the movie. Um, if it's something that was like in me and I just hadn't confronted before. And it's this kind of like realization, like it's such a, it can be such a raw and powerful experience um, going to the movies and, and watching movies. And, and that's why, you know, I was gonna, you, you, uh, there was about to be a crazy pause there, but you kept going. Uh, you know, Oppenheimer is one of those movies and this isn't a spoiler thing. It's just, I don't think there was a director in Christopher Nolan who was, better equipped to deal with the subject matter and the story and the narrative and the pacing of said story. Like he, as somebody who like, you know, I was one of those like 10 year olds who like went through a world war two phase and I was like, this is so cool. You know? Uh, Cause like when I was growing up, like the call of duties that were being made, it was like only world war two games, you know, and like medal of honor yeah. and stuff. So like that's cause I was playing those games. I just developed a general interest in it. So like I've known this story for my entire life and to you know to finally see somebody depict it, um, and and try to tell this story because it's an incredible one, um, it felt really good because I think more people need to know about it. And I also think that it's probably the best time that a movie that a movie like this could come out. I just hope that this little Barbenheimer thing or Oppen yeah Barbenheimer Oppenarby, you got it Barbenheimer Barbenheimer whatever. I just hope it like gets us back into the theaters i do miss that experience i've given up on and i think it's going to like i think that's like i think that was also kind of part of the goal and having both of those come out around the same time to be honest with you i think there was a little conspiracy there but i've also come to the conclusion that we're just not going to get the raunchy comedies of my teenage years anymore like everybody's too woke and everybody's too pg and pc that we couldn't get a like forty-year-old virgin or a uh, stepbrothers or like I just think 
we might be done with those, which is sad. I just want to go to the movies and see an R-rated raunchy comedy. I think Jennifer Lawrence was just in one that was kind of one of those that you're looking for, I think. And then there's also the one that's coming out uh, pretty soon. It's like Strays or something. And like Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell, they all play like stray dogs. And it's supposed to be like really crazy. And I think it looks like terrible. They play stray dogs. Are they animated? No, they're real. It's like live action. They're just, you know, they animated the dog's mouths. No, they Um, really talk. The dogs are really talking. But like they're the voices of Will and Jamie. Yeah, and like a bunch of other people. Oh no! Like I need like I know. I need like I need I need like Judd Apatow and the crew back. Yeah, I don't know. If you're listening, Seth Rogen, Judd Apatow, if you're listening to this, please come back. We need we need another knocked up ish movie. We need another Grandma's Boy. We need another Grandma's Boy. Wow, Step Brothers. Grandma's Boy is hilarious. If you never watched, that's my pick for uh, this week. If you've never watched Grandma's Boy, watch Grandma's Boy. When you could pick Utopia, you pick Grandma's Boy. I'm not picking Utopia. I knew you would pick it anyway. I'm not. I'm actually not. I'm sneaky, just not into it. I'm not a you know you know I'm not a Travis fan. I I listened to the Drake song. I listened to the West Side Gun song, uh, and I heard the song after the West Side Gun one. Love that's like a little Afrobeatish, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. But I just and also now that him and ASAP are like kind of. Throwing jabs back and forth, I'm team ASAP. So I like I'm just I also just never been a big Travis fan. Great shoes. Love his shoes. Never been a big Travis fan. Okay, so if we're doing Travis versus ASAP Rocky, you're picking Rocky because you he don't actually raps. Well, you don't want to be on the side that doesn't have Rihanna. You either get that you too. either get Rihanna or Kylie Jenner. So take your pick. Great point. I'm taking Rihanna and I just ASAP Rocky's like a a rapper. Uh, Travis Scott is, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like he raps. More like he raps. Melodically and vibe driven. Exactly. I need these bars. Yeah. Hey, he, Drake tried to give you some and you just weren't having it. No, he had some. I just, when I, I just look at Drake a little sideways when he says he has terrorist weapons. I'm like, all right, fam, sure. He does. And look, dude, I'm not trying to. He has them because he's Drake, not because he's about it. So the he needs to because people want to rob him. The means of acquiring mass weapons of destruction matters. In yes, he's saying That's it crazy. as if he's yes, he's saying it as if he's like hard and has like a trap house. Yeah, we got we got weapons of mass destruction over here, son. It's like no, you have them because you're Drake, and somebody may try to break into the palace. I'm not trying to go to bat here on a Monday morning at eleven oh eight. For a guy who will never know who I am, but I like Drake. You know, the guy I we talked I like about. Drake. We texted. About I'm excited this the other day. for for my dogs. Are you gonna get the book? I'm not getting the book. It was like each page was like one sentence. I don't like Drake enough to get the book. Maybe coffee table book. I don't know. I'll, I'm I'm excited for my dogs. Oh, I heard there's a Bad Bunny feature though. I thought this was gonna be like straight raps. I I don't care to hear Drake and Bad Bunny, but he's Drake. He's got to yeah. appease all the, whatever. Enough on Drake. When do you think people tuned out? What part of the podcast? It hit me 15 minutes ago that I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, where is this one? I was like, where is this My guess on? is probably around, <laughs> I think probably after the Kirk Cousins story. I was going to go even further. Because I think I probably pissed too many people off at that point. The and if, they, and if that didn't piss them off, then when you were like a father asking an athlete to say hello to his kids, <laughs> what a grotesque display. Get this off my screen. <laughs> 
probably that was, probably that, was, that. That was stick. That was stop. Stick, don't but, yeah. don't backtrack. You it's okay. You can put a hand up. You can put a hand up. It's okay. No, that was. Stick. I'm not gonna end the it podcast until you put a hand up. All right, my bad. Sorry, I apologize to Papa Hankel. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one.